Next on the 5 o'clock report. We need to get out there and just vote. It's up in there, stuff. Transformative election. Send me to Washington, D.C. Everybody said all of the foolish things they're going to say. Republicans are poised for a very good night. Two very different visions of America. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Instead of sitting back whining about it, we need to get out there and just vote. That's Election Day 2022 in a nutshell. The only polls that count now are the ones people have been flocking to in droves today. Those who didn't vote ahead of time anyway. Others still aren't sure. I haven't made my choice yet. It's up in the air still. Well, don't wait too long. Polls close at 9 p.m. in New York, 8 o'clock in Pennsylvania. The Keystone State living up to its nickname with much attention focused on the U.S. Senate race between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz, one of a handful of states that will determine control of Congress's upper chamber. Transformative election is going to send a loud message to Washington. Send me to Washington, D.C. Oz and Fetterman and their big party backers sparing no expense trying to win this race, but Pittsburgher Pam Janovic not particularly impressed. I purposely wait because everybody said all of the foolish things they're going to say in debates and everybody's had their ads out there and then I feel like I can look at everybody's track record. PA isn't the only pivotal Senate race today, of course. Another hot spot this election cycle, Georgia. I'm Jim Crisula in Atlanta. There's already talk in this battleground state of possible December runoff elections. Republican Governor Brian Kemp is facing a challenge from Democrat Stacey Abrams in a repeat of their 2018 showdown. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is being challenged by former football player Herschel Walker. Another key race today out west in Nevada. Here in Nevada, the battle for the U.S. Senate is close. I think it is a toss-up. Some polls show the race between incumbent Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto and Republican Adam Laxalt is a dead heat. CBS's Steve Fardiman. There's also a pitched battle winding up in Wisconsin's U.S. Senate race. CBS's Adriana Diaz is there. On election eve, Democratic Senate candidate Mandela Barnes, Wisconsin's lieutenant governor, talked kitchen table issues from supporters in living room. He told us his supporters will turn out to oppose Republican Senator Ron Johnson's positions on abortion, Medicare, and jobs. Johnson rode into a cheering crowd. He focused on the economy and the need for unity. While the balance of power in the Senate seems up in the air, Republicans are more confident about a red wave rolling through the House tonight. They only need five seats to take back the chamber. Nearly every poll has the GOP surpassing that number. Republicans are poised for a very good night. The question is just how good is it going to be? Is it going to be a red ripple or red wave or a red tsunami? Tom Bevan with Real Clear Politics. Fox 5's Tom Fitzgerald, who hosts the program On the Hill, says Democrats' early efforts to try to make the midterms all about abortion rights has backfired on the big time, with voters showing much more concern about inflation's effect on their everyday lives. You go to the grocery store, you pay more. You go to buy lunch, you pay more. You go to the gas pump, you pay more. So in, in large measure, the inflation issue does tend to top everything because it does tend to be wherever you are. The biggest names from each party have been front and center in the campaign's closing days, including President Biden. This election is not a referendum. It's a choice between two very different visions of America. And former President Trump. Vote Republican in a giant red wave. During an Ohio appearance last night, Trump once again teased a possible White House campaign bid of his own next week. Plenty of would-be state executives looking for votes as well. In New York, Governor Kathy Hochul made a trip back to her western New York roots. My story began here with that sense of service to others. Hochul and her rival, Republican Long Island, 
Maryland Congressman Lee Zeldin focusing much of their campaign time in vote-rich New York City lately. Speaking there yesterday, Zeldin continued to hammer home his anti-crime message. There are people who are concerned about getting stabbed and the other crimes that are taking place. We need to hire more law enforcement. We'll take a closer look at the key New York and Pennsylvania races again in just a couple of minutes. Of course, it's not just people on the ballots around the country today. There are a lot of important questions for voters to answer as well. Measures range from enshrining abortion rights in five states, including California and Michigan, to five states voting to possibly eliminate language that allows slavery as punishment in prisons. Recreational marijuana will appear on midterm ballots in five states, including the Dakotas and Arkansas. Voters in Ohio and Louisiana are deciding whether to prohibit non citizens from voting in local elections. CBS's Matt Piper. And hovering over these 2022 midterms, the question of foreign interference in the proceedings. CBS's Jeff Begay. Cyber officials say China has been active spreading disinformation in a way it hasn't seen before, seeking to sow chaos by manipulating social media. But we're also being told that U.S. cyber teams believe the threat from hackers is lower than it has been in the past. There are some voting problems happening across the country this election day. In Arizona, officials there say a few dozen voting machines in the state's largest county are having issues with the counting of ballots. Despite that and other issues, political observer Steve Coleman says Election Day is still when America shines above the rest. Every vote reaffirms people's confidence in American institutions. In America, we don't solve our problems with bullets. We solve our problems with ballots. We invite you to go to our homepage banner at FamilyLife.org and check out our voter guides for New York and Pennsylvania. Briefly, non-election news, a former Federal Reserve official says a recession is, quote, quite likely next year. Former Boston Fed President Eric Rosengren tells CNBC he believes it will be mild. He also expects interest rates to hit more than 5.5%. Florida residents prepping for Tropical Storm Nicole. The National Hurricane Center says Nicole has a large wind field which will impact South Florida ahead of the storm's arrival. This real-life pony isn't much bigger than a little pony toy. A 20-inch tall pony named Pumakel may soon hold the world record for smallest pony. The current record, 22 inches high, but Pumakel is only three years old. Record holders need to be four, so don't grow, little pony. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, more Election Day coverage for you, including a closer look at the key races in New York and PA, as well as the many congressional races around the listening area. And what about that $4 billion bond act on the ballot in New York. Hi, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. We're good to go for two more days and nights with the expectation that high pressure brings fair skies and another warm-up. For the overnight, skies will be mainly clear and moonlit. It'll be chilly, low temps, mid-20s to the mid-30s. Tomorrow and Thursday, plenty of sunshine and ice and warming up a bit. High tomorrow, 50s to near 60. High temperatures Thursday, 60s to near 70. All right, thank you, Kevin Williams. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and PA. Back to Election Day we go. It's a big deal in both states, of course, and perhaps no bigger race than the U.S. Senate contest between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. Hundreds of millions of national campaign dollars have been funneled into the state by both major parties. Oz and his wife, Lisa, cast ballots this morning in the suburbs of Philly. Pennsylvania is sending a very clear message to Washington. We want less radicalism and more balance. So I encourage everyone to vote. It's your duty. John Fetterman and his wife Gazelle voted this morning in Braddock. Last night, he told supporters he likes his chances, despite many Pennsylvanians' concerns about his health after suffering a stroke back in May. Every day I feel better and better. By January, I'll be even better. 
John Fetterman's campaign for the U.S. Senate has filed a lawsuit in federal court. They're fighting to have Pennsylvania mail-in ballots counted, even if they don't have a valid date. So what do you think? This Pennsylvanian says the key issue is clear to him. Inflation. I got uh, four kids, and right now it's it's getting tight. This PA Democrat says she's optimistic. I have faith in the people of Pennsylvania to make the right decision. Now to New York, Governor Hochul greeting voters in the Big Apple today. Exercise your right to make a decision in a race that has the most extreme contrast that we've ever seen in decades here in the state of New York for governor. Congressman Lee Zeldin voting today near his home on Long Island. We believe that this is a campaign truly to save the state. And for Kathy Hochul, she's been campaigning like this is an effort to save Kathy Hochul. And, of course, there are as many opinions, it seems, as there are New Yorkers. I'd like to see some change. I'd love to see some work done on safety. I do appreciate the experience that Hochul brings. I don't know if she's the perfect answer. More important to come out today than ever. The country's in such a horrible crisis. I don't like the direction that everything is, is going. If I had the answers, up, <laughs> y'all be voting for me. <laughs> there are lots of congressional races at stake in New York today as well. Family Life's Brandon Dixon now with a rapid recap cap of those down ballot contests. Residents in the 22nd Congressional District are choosing between Republican Brandon Williams and Democrat Francis Canole. That district covers all of Madison, Onondaga, and Oneida counties, as well as parts of Oswego County. In the 23rd District, Nick Langworthy, the chair of the state Republican Party, takes on Democrat Max Delapia. That district includes the southern tier and some of the south towns of Buffalo. In the 24th District, Republican Claudia Tenney battles Democrat Stephen Holden in a region that runs from Niagara County to the North Country and some of the Finger Lakes. And in the 26th district race, Democratic Congressman Brian Higgins takes on Republican challenger Stephen Sams. That district includes the city of and the suburbs surrounding Buffalo. Polls close at 9 o'clock tonight. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Uh, thanks, Brandon. It's not just people on the New York ballot this year either. There's a $4 billion bond act proposition aimed at tackling environmental issues, including a topic near and dear to Southern Tier residents, flood prevention. There's money that will be available for communities to get funding to do work related to flooding. So be more like fixing a stream so that it doesn't flood again in the future. Julie Ty with the New York League of Conservation Voters. There is also funding for the first time ever that will allow uh, the state to proactively buy out homes from flood prone areas so that they aren't flooded again. New York State's Conservative Party is warning of unneeded government debt in that proposition if it passes, part of which is also earmarked for global warming mitigation. Quickly, other state news today. Fraternity parties suspended at Cornell University following multiple allegations of sexual assault and drugging. Officials made the decision after several students at the upstate New York College came forward to authorities with reports of becoming incapacitated despite drinking little or no alcohol on occasions between September and November at fraternity-affiliated off-campus parties. At least four students reported being roofied by unwittingly consuming a sedative. Another told Cornell police they were sexually assaulted. The Ivy League school, with nearly 23,000 students, has not yet named any specific fraternities or the identities of the suspects. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New York. 
Pennsylvania parents who rely on child care are getting some financial assistance from the state. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. Officials say the State Independent Care Enhancement Program aims to give families additional support as the cost of child care can heavily burden families. Families that qualify for the federal child independent tax credit will also qualify for the states. When filing taxes at the beginning of 2023, families will be able to claim the credit. The average credit is estimated to be around $171, but the credit is based on the family's income. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thanks, Terry. And <coughs> Harrisburg, they're counting crows, an annual program to get rid of crows in the state capitol. The Department of General Services says Capitol Police are trying to keep the birds from roosting by using exploding shells and whistling devices. The bird waste is said to be a hazard to the capitol sidewalks as well as its buildings. The program continues into the evening hours for the next few months. All right, now, your nightly market report up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street closing higher today as investors await the outcome of the midterm elections, along with everyone else. A crypto sell-off took some of the steam out of the markets. Bitcoin fell to its lowest level since 2020 after two of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchanges agreed to merge to fix liquidity issues. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 333 points to 33.160. The S&P 500 added 21 points to 38.28. The Nasdaq rose 51 points to 10.616. Investors still looking to see which party controls Congress. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details are available at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. No matter how Election Day turns out, we who follow Christ can be thankful. I am Rob West with the Money Wise Minute. A few days ago, I challenged you to make November a month of gratitude. Well, as you know, today is Election Day. There are lots of important races on the line, but whether you end up liking the results or not, you can still be thankful. Listen to these words from Colossians chapter 3. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And what Whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever happens in this world, we can sing and give thanks because of Jesus. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free MoneyWise app. You'll find it on our website at moneywise.org. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a feel-good election day story that transcends party politics. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. We're good to go for two more days and nights with the expectation that high pressure brings fair skies. But the end of the line comes Friday with what could be a pretty soaking rain. That would be Friday to Friday night, and a pattern change follows, one that could deliver lake snow to parts of the region come Sunday and next week. For the overnight, skies will be mainly clear and moonlit. It'll be chilly, low temps, mid-20s to the mid-30s. Tomorrow and Thursday, plenty of sunshine and ice and warming up a bit. High tomorrow, 50s to near 60. High temperatures Thursday, 60s to near 70. All right, thank you, Kevin Williams. Finally at 5, finding an Election Day-themed story that doesn't offend someone is nearly impossible, but we dare say that Family Life's Greg Gillespie has found one deep in the heart of Pennsylvania. Pundits tell us turnout will be a key to election results, but there is a 93-year-old woman who has turned out for every election for 70 years running as a poll worker. 
Dolly Kiscadden has been on polling place duty in her hometown since 1950, when Harry Truman was president. All those elections she has put in her 14-hour days, greeting voters in her precinct in Cleona, Pennsylvania, a town of 2,000 people east of Harrisburg. Kiscadden is well aware of the political nastiness across the nation. The 93-year-old's nonpartisan advice for voters? Stop thinking about yourself and think about what kind of an effect you're having in the country. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Pretty solid advice there. That's the world we live in for Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.